Hi, I'm Bruce Burke. Welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Pay Podcast. Today I have with me Mark Thomas, CEO of Zen Sports. Mark, how are you today? I'm great, Bruce. How are you today? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, finally recovering from the event we just had in Las Vegas. Finally got, got caught up in my sleep. I think I slept a total of uh, 10 hours in the three, four days I was there. Um, <laughs> Uh, a lot going on and, and uh, wanted to uh, really make it work and uh, uh, really yeah. had a great time. So thanks for yeah. your participation in the event. It was great. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I look forward to uh, further participation from you and your group in, uh, you know, upcoming events. Um, so I want to go back a little bit. Uh, I understand uh, Zen Sports, but I'll have you, uh, uh, you know, detail it more to the audience here. But I want to go back. How how did you get into the marketplace and uh, fintech and the cryptocurrency? What was the impeller that drew you into creating Zen Sports? Yeah, so uh, I originally got into cryptocurrency actually by day trading it uh, back in 2017. Um, that was kind of my first foray into it is that I was like, well, this is this new kind of, um, you know, trading instrument that uh, that could be you know, pretty exciting um, and, and wanted to kind of find out more about it. And then I started to delve more into blockchain uh, technology itself um, and, and started to really research and understand the power of what decentralization actually means, which is really the heart of, of what blockchain is. And um, contrary to a lot of people's beliefs, the cryptocurrency is not synonymous with blockchain. Cryptocurrencies are just an application of blockchain. It's an ability to move money freely from one party to the next in a decentralized environment uh, without there being a, a middleman involved. Um, and so I know sometimes people think both are the same or synonymous, but they're actually not. One is a part of another. Um, and so I originally got into that uh, at the end of 2017. And we had originally started out Zen Sports as a meetup uh, app to meet up to play sports, uh, like pickup games and leagues and tournaments and stuff. And then we made the decision about 15 months ago to pivot to what we're doing now, which is peer-to-peer -peer sports betting using cryptocurrencies. And so if you think of decentralization and you think of middlemen um, you know, being on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, bookmakers are the ultimate middleman. They take huge fees. Uh, they don't provide a lot of value add. They've been around for decades or even centuries. Uh, and decentralization is really the solution to eliminating the middleman and creating a better, cheaper, faster, more trustworthy betting environment on sports than you would get with a bookmaker. So we made the decision last year to um, take some of the components we had from our old product um, and, of course, build a new product around the concept of peer-to-peer -peer sports betting where you can create and accept bets with anybody else um, and using cryptocurrencies and a decentralized platform for streamlining the whole entire process and eliminating the bookmaker. Okay. And, and so the, it, it's more the aspect of the decentralization that brought you into it more so than the uh, currency aspect of it. That that's the, the engaging part to you is the, the, the uh, decentralization of it. Well, it's actually really both. Um, and so the decentralization, I would say, is certainly 50% of it. Um, so limiting the bookmaker. But the cryptocurrency piece is, is really critical uh, as well and, and just as equally important because if you think about like, um, you know, sending funds to a betting website 
or to a betting product, a lot of times you'll get banks or credit cards or financial institutions that will decline or limit those transactions or charge large fees. And if we're talking about um, you know, limiting the bookmaker and greatly reducing fees to the customers, you need something that's cheap, fast, uh, and, and isn't going to be declined. <laughs> um, and so from a payments perspective and, and a funding perspective. And so cryptocurrencies really comes into play here because you can quickly and easily fund your betting account within a matter of, of seconds, really, um, without anybody telling you, no, you can't do that, or without somebody charging you huge hefty three or 4% fees. Uh, the fees for sending cryptocurrencies um, and our token, which we can talk about, is, is, is fractions of a penny, um, and it's decentralized. So, so I think there's actually both components are really, really important when it comes to how can you build a disruptive, um, better, more efficient sports betting platform like we have. Okay. And, and from what I've read uh, on your website and talking to you at the event recently and uh, you know, hearing your pitch, You've developed a new utility token, uh, and t tell us about that. Uh, that that's, I think that's really important, critical piece of your uh, uh, solution. Absolutely. So um, we actually created our own utility token called Sports uh, with an S about six weeks ago. Prior to that, we were accepting uh, bets and funds in uh, Bitcoin or uh, U.S. dollars. Um, and so we launched our own utility token about six weeks ago um, for a couple of purposes. The main purpose is uh, as a loyalty and rewards program. So you can actually use our sports token to place bets within our app. You can use it to pay fees, uh, betting fees within our app, um, and earn discounted betting fees by using our token instead of Bitcoin or dollars. And then by betting with our token versus Bitcoin or dollars, you can also earn cash back Based on your betting volume, you can earn other bonuses and rewards uh, for performing certain actions within our app. Uh, and so it's a really kind of cool uh, loyalty and rewards program that yields money uh, and, and actual rewards and monetary rewards uh, back to customers for their uh, for their loyalty to our uh, to our product and to our app. Uh, the other reason is is that um, you know from a from a kind of ecosystem perspective, it's our goal to actually expand our sports token beyond just our platform. Um, for example, we're talking to other large partners about potentially integrating our sports utility token into their platforms as well um, to improve and make their loyalty and rewards programs more robust uh, and, and, and more uh, dedicated. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we're very excited about the creation of our utility token. And, and what's also really cool is that 100% of our bets within our platform since we launched our utility token have been in the utility token itself. So everyone has clearly, uh, uh, you know, clung to this uh, as, a, uh, as a really great mechanism for betting uh, and for earning rewards. Okay, okay. So, so the rewards aspect of it and the loyalty aspect of it has facilitated a movement from, uh, from uh, the crypto and standard currency, fiat currency, to 100% of the bets being done with the sports token. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, uh, what's kind of interesting is that the, the fact that we still allow you to bet in Bitcoin or dollars within our app, I think it really contrasts well, like the benefits of our token. Um, so Bitcoin and dollars are certainly nice, uh, and they've certainly been around for a lot longer than um, our sports token have. But when you, when you look at, um, for example, uh, dollars, right? So you can deposit and bet with dollars in our app. 
but you have to do that with the credit card and then there's a three or 4% fee with that. So that's expensive uh, for the customer. And then Bitcoin, uh, while the fees are maybe not quite that, they're still, they're still not that uh, small either. And, um, and it takes longer to, for example, fund an account. It can take five or, or maybe even 10 minutes uh, for the funds to get there. Um, and neither one of those do we offer the ability to earn the discounts and rewards like we do with our token. And then with our token, the contrast is very clear. Uh, you can deposit the funds with our token within uh, seconds. Um, and the fees are fractions of a penny. And of course, you get all the discounts and rewards I talked about. So um, we offer all three still. But when you compare um, all three and what the benefits that you get from uh, each one, it's clear that our utility token uh, wins out. And uh, Zen Sports, uh, how, how long have you been active in this current mode? You know, I, I know you started in a, mm -hmm. a different uh, framework, but how, how long have you been active as Zen Sports in your current mode that you're, uh, you know, providing service in? Sure. So we launched a very, very early beta version of our sports betting platform uh, marketplace last September. Uh, it was only open to a very few select uh, people that we wanted to kind of test it out. And then we opened it up to everybody five months ago at the end of March. Uh, when we opened up to everybody five months ago at the end of March, we were only accepting Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a currency called Litecoin. Uh, so we weren't accepting dollars. And we weren't, we did not have our own utility token at the time. And then uh, July 1st, so about two months ago, we added the ability to uh, deposit and place bets in US dollars. Uh, we integrated uh, uh, Skrill, which is a digital wallet owned by Paysafe. Um, so that was really cool. So we partnered with them to then allow people to deposit funds via their Skrill digital wallet, uh, such as via credit card, bank account, uh, et cetera. And then, as I mentioned six weeks ago, we then launched our own utility token. So, you know, we've constantly evolved the product and involved the payment and funding mechanisms that you can use uh, to bet on within our product. Oh, okay. Okay, great. That, that, that's, uh, so that gives the, the end user a lot of control over what actually happens with their currency and, and uh, you know, how, how it's used and how they can keep track of it and all that sort of thing. It's kind of like a, mm -hmm. Apple card for uh, for the token itself, right? Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Uh, your Apple or Samsung or uh, or Google Pay, whatever you ch choose to use uh, for your wallet, to have different funding and deposit mechanisms um, that you can use. And 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 actually, wallet is a great word to use because earlier this month, that's exactly what we launched. Um, was uh, before we kind of had all three currencies just kind of sitting there intermingled. Um, but now, actually, within Zen Sports, we've separated them out into separate wallets, and you can even exchange funds between them. So you have your sports utility token wallet, you have your Bitcoin wallet, and you have your U.S. dollar wallet, um, and you can deposit funds or withdraw from funds from any of those wallets, and you can even exchange funds from uh, between any of those wallets as well uh, for a small fee. And so, for the end user, um, they're making another bet with an end user they're not making a bet with a bookie um, correct how how does that uh how does how does that work for uh do you facilitate the payout of that bet uh, how, how does that where does zen sports lie in all of this Great question. So, correct. We are not a bookmaker at all in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, we don't make or take bets. And then, going back to the decentralization concept, 
we also don't even get involved in the middle of, of results, of submitting results or handling results. The way it works is this. <clears throat> when the maker, uh, the creator of a bet, creates a bet, in addition to taking out their bet amount from their available funds of their wallet, we also take out a small escrow fee um, between 5 and 10%. Uh, 5% if you use our sports token, 10% if you're betting in Bitcoin or dollars. And that escrow fee is set aside temporarily. And what happens is, is the maker of the bet is the one responsible for submitting the results of the bet, which of course, you know, the next question would be, well, why don't they just always say that they won? Well, what happens is, is if they say that they won, but they really didn't, the taker, the person who accepted the bet can dispute those results. And then that dispute goes to the marketplace to vote on. And if the marketplace votes in favor of um, the, uh, well, whoever they vote in favor of, um, the other side, the losing side of that dispute, they lose their entire escrow fee that's been set aside. And so makers always submit correct results because they don't, they know that if they submit incorrect results, they're going to lose not only their bet amount, but also that escrow fee on top of it because the marketplace is clearly going to say, no, you didn't win. So, um, so it's a really awesome and, and I, I'm, I was actually a little skeptical at first. I thought when we implemented this, there'd be a lot of disputes. There's been hardly any disputes. I think there's been two in five months. Um, I thought it's been a pretty flawless system because makers don't want to lose more than just their bet amount um, uh, by submitting incorrect results. So they are, they are incentivized to make sure that they submit correct results. And then that way we stay out of the process um, and it's fully decentralized from both a making and taking a bets perspective, but also even a, a resolving of, of results perspective. And, and, and uh, uh, of course, as, as far as in the community, there it builds credibility as uh, someone that you'd want to take another bet from, right? Obviously, right? You want to maintain your status, so to speak, within the community itself. Right. And, and what's interesting is, so the community is incentive. I didn't bring this up, but the community is incentivized to vote correctly on what happened because they get half of the losing side's escrow fee, but only if they vote along with everybody else. So you're incentivized to vote correctly because you know everyone else in the community is going to vote for the, the correct results. If you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to go off the reservation and, uh, uh, I don't know, just submit, in, like vote incorrect results myself you are not going to get half of the losing side's escrow fee. So all the parties in the entire marketplace, the maker, the taker, and the voters of the, of the results of any disputes, everyone is incentivized to do the right thing. And it's, like I said, it's working flawlessly, um, which we're, we're really, really excited about. And how many people are, it, it sounds like a busy community, and it sounds like there's a lot going on. How many subscribers or end users does Zen Sports have in, in such a, a short uh, run here? You, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Yeah, a little over 7,500 right now. Um, and that's with pretty much only just word of mouth. Um, so we haven't really um, kicked off any marketing campaigns, which we do plan on doing uh, starting next month, actually. Um, we plan on kind of ramping up the marketing aspect of things to really get the word out there. Um, up to this point, almost the entire... A set of community users have been through our social media channels like Telegram and Facebook and Twitter um, and, uh, and word of mouth. Um, so we're excited that we've been able to kind of really build a nice, robust community just based on that. Uh, and of course, naturally, our goal is to, to continue to, you know, have massive, massive growth over the next, you know, five to 10 years and grow this you know, community of millions um, that are excited about sports and betting on sports. Now, it's available, I'm guessing, on iOS and uh, uh, Google, right, on Android, Correct. right? Is Correct. there also a web-based version of uh, Zen Sports? 
No, and this actually goes to kind of our philosophy as a company and where we believe the future of, of betting uh, is heading. Uh, so we are mobile only. So we are native iOS and Android mobile app that you can download from the app and Play Store. We don't have a web product. We will at some point. We know that that's important. Um, but we've taken the approach of being mobile first because people bet on the go. Uh, they bet while they're watching a game on TV, you know, in a, in a bar or a restaurant. Uh, they bet while they're actually at the game, or they bet, you know, in between, you know, breaks at work or while sitting on the train. Um, Whereas if you're having to run to your laptop, uh, or even if you go to a mobile web browser, um, you just don't quite have the full functionality and features that we offer right now. So at some point we will offer a web product, but we've, we've taken the approach and philosophy of being mobile only to start with. Okay, that totally makes sense, totally makes sense. Uh, it, it's, it's more of a, it's probably more of a personal thing, uh, and the idea of the native app probably lends itself pretty well to that. Whereas, you know, you probably wouldn't want to have your your uh, your betting app website up while the you know while you're in your cubicle with the boss passing. Right. Exactly. Yes. There's also the privacy, um, you know, issues um, as well. Also, the notifications. Right. You can't really do good notifications with web, um, but like for example, getting notified that your bet was accepted or that the results are in, um, et cetera, type of thing. Um, that just lends itself better to mobile. But you're right, privacy is a big concern and we take that seriously and that's another advantage of being mobile as well. And and uh, in the in the realm of the betting on Zen Sports, what are they betting on? What what is your? I'm sure you're getting some some really great data out of all this. What is what are you, what are you finding from all this? Uh, these transactions and and you know uh, you know on different kinds of games. I'm guessing right based on right. season and you know uh, what can they bet on? Yeah, so we have diff uh, 24 different uh, sports and leagues uh, globally uh, that people can bet on. And when I say that, um, I say that that's the data that we uh, pull in um, regarding scores and uh, excuse me, not scores, but schedules and teams and players um, and, and, and games and, and so forth. Um, because we don't want you to have to like create a bet from scratch and try to figure out, okay, who's playing today. When you actually create a bet, we provide you, uh, all the games for that particular league. So if you want to create uh, a baseball bet, we give you all the list of upcoming games for major league baseball. You can simply select the game, select the team, choose what kind of bet you want, enter in the amount and you're done in about 20 seconds. Um, so we do that for about 24 different leagues globally, NFL, NBA, NHL, et cetera. Um, and we are definitely, of course, looking to add more. Uh, leagues in the future. What I think is one thing that's very, very, very interesting is on the data side is that this is normally, uh, so we're talking in August uh, right now, uh, July and August are two of the notoriously most dead months when it comes to betting on sports because uh, there's not much going on. Um, NBA is over, NHL is over, football, American football hasn't started yet. But what's great is because we have 16 different soccer leagues in our app um, and we're a global platform with people from all over the world using our app, we've actually had a lot of people uh, betting on soccer in July and August. Um, and so, you know, that's been a really pleasant surprise. Um, we weren't really sure if that would be a, you know, a, a big uh, betting uh, sport of, uh, within our app, but it's been it's been great. And then, of course, we're excited as uh, we move into next week with the NFL starting uh, as well. And that's, of course, uh, you know, a big uh, sport to bet on. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of some of the initial, uh, you know, interesting data learnings that we've found uh, over the last couple of months. Huh. I, uh, I read an article, and it's several years back now, uh, as we were just in Las Vegas, at, at, and, and we're talking about gambling. 
mm-hmm. the Red Rock Casino that's kind of off the strip and out in the you know out 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 in the desert there, a mm-hmm. uh, very large complex. They developed a uh, application that they use in their sports book uh, area called Midas, and essentially Midas allows anyone to bet on almost anything, you know, uh, whether the next pitch, you know, is going to be a fastball, a curveball, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, right down to the nth degree and, uh, using this platform, they're able to move their line and take these bets from just about any bet that anybody would want to make on any portion of any game. And I thought it was a fascinating article, how they greatly increased their, uh, sports betting bottom line by taking a bet of any kind of idea that anybody came up with concerning a bet, right? Uh, maybe a, right. Uh, how fast the next ball was being pitched, you know, right. that, that, that sort of thing, you know? Yep. So we allow for that. Uh, so we allow for in-game betting. In fact, we launched that in June. So you can create a bet on pretty much anything, uh, set when it's going to expire, um, and you can actually write in what the details of the bet are. So, for example, if you want to, yes, bet that the next pitch is going to be 95 miles an hour or faster, or that the next play in football is going to be a run play, uh, or that the next batter is going to hit a home run, you can do that within our app. Um, and, and that's what's really cool about peer-to-peer is we don't have to worry about setting the line because the maker does it automatically. Um, so that means we can accept any kind of bet or our platform can accept any kind of bet because it's all being done by the actual marketplace themselves, which is, is much better than us trying to say, Oh, okay, well, what would the odds on this be? Uh, that just requires a whole slew of additional like analytics and time and delays and everything like that. This just says, Hey maker, you want to create a bet for that? Cool. Great. Then we'll match you up to somebody else who wants to accept it. Yeah. And, and as you're not quote unquote the house, you know, you, you have mm-hmm. no vested interest in whether it goes or, you know, what, what, what the line is essentially right. on that. So, you know, that that's not of interest. So it's a little different. Yeah. Um, so the question that comes to my mind is in the Zen sports community, who's making more rewards and loyalty points? Is it the bet makers or the bet takers <laughs> who's making the money in Zen sports? <laughs> well, uh, it's both. Um, but what we do is we incentivize uh, makers to create bets by uh, if they bet with, out sports, um, makers pay a 2% betting fee um, and, and takers pay a 4% betting fee. And then if you bet with sports, makers actually pay zero fee and takers pay a 2% fee. So you save 2% whether you're the maker or the taker by betting with sports and you pay no fee at all if you're the maker uh, creating a bet in sports. And, and that's to incentivize liquidity, right? It's, a, it's to incentivize people to add liquidity to the marketplace. It's very similar in, in, in a lot of respects to a trading platform. If you're trading stocks or if you're trading cryptocurrencies, there's generally lower fees or free fees um, based on certain volumes um, if you're the maker because they want liquidity added to the marketplace. And so we do the same thing in that regard. Um, and then because of the cashback bonuses that we offer on the betting volume, that that can be maker or taker. It's just really, um, you know, how much betting volume are you flowing through our app? Um, and so you get, um, you can earn up to 2% cash back on your betting volume. Um, if you reach certain betting volume thresholds, um, for any bets that you accept as a taker or any bets that you as the maker create that somebody else accepts. And so I hate to go down a regulatory row, but here we mm-hmm. go. <laughs> uh, sure. there, there's, 
all kinds of laws. There's all kinds of, you know, requirements. Uh, Gen Sports, I'm guessing you wouldn't be out here touting it if you're not meeting all the requirements. So uh, can right. you talk a little bit about that and, and uh, you know, what's involved and, and what's, what's the legalities and, and you know, how, how you're addressing those, you know? Sure. So right now, Zen Sports is completely – an international non-US uh, platform. Um, so I'll talk about the US in a moment, but basically the rest of the world has had legalized uh, sports betting for, for decades, right? And as much as I love this country, the US is a little behind, it, a lot behind the times when it comes to, um, when it comes to sports betting, even, even peer-to-peer sports betting. Um, it's, it's looked at as one and the same. So we have international licenses outside the US that allow us to operate in over 100 countries worldwide. We're focused on that right now. Uh, just because the market is so huge there. Um, then on the U.S. side of things, you may have seen about 15 months ago, the U.S. Supreme Court, um, they struck down what was called PASPA law, which was basically the federal ban on sports betting. And they basically gave states the right to go ahead and legalize it. But they didn't legalize it at the federal level. They just said states, you can legalize it if you want to. And what's happened since then is about 15 states have legalized it, but they've all created different requirements for how they are uh, allowing operators to operate. And most of them, with really the exception of New Jersey, most of them have made it very non-tech friendly. They unfortunately have mostly catered to the existing brick and mortar casinos and sportsbook that have existed there uh, to give them the ability to, um, to accept sports bets. New Jersey is one of the few states that have made it pretty tech friendly and we are working on a license to operate there. Um, however, um, right now, you know, we're, we're not open for business in the U.S., but that's actually changing next week because next week we are launching daily fantasy sports, um, which is legal in 41 states in the United States. So um, that is coming to U.S. Uh, customers starting next week, just in time for football season. Um, so U.S. customers will at least be able to use and bet on our platform and bet with our sports token on daily fantasy sports, um, even though they'll be restricted from the peer-to-peer betting aspect uh, until uh, at some point in the future when we are licensed here for that. Okay. Okay. And so this is a whole new market and a whole new, uh, 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 idea that you're bringing into your platform, the, the daily fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it, I think there's a couple of things to it. One is we want to have a platform that is legal and available here in the United States since we're based here. It just makes, you know, sense. We know the market. We understand, you know, the customer base here. Um, so we, you know, tr- trying to wait for the, for the U.S. and the states and everything to kind of get their act together on the on the regulation piece doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, so instead, we'll do what is legal here, uh, which is daily fantasy. Um, and then the other thing is, is, if you think about it, daily fantasy is inherently peer to peer. It's people creating contests that others join, and so um, it just makes a ton of sense for us to um, for us to add that, um, especially because you know what really separates us from separates us out from a DraftKings or FanDuel is the tokenization aspect that I've you know been talking about. And so I think even though there's other products that do daily fantasy sports here, um, I think we'll be able to attract a really wide millennial and Generation Z audience that is excited about using uh, tokens and earning rewards and cash back and all the things I mentioned um, in our app versus other products that might already exist out there. And, you know, uh, uh, in, in relation to games, do you also – you know, you said they can create a bet on essentially anything they want. Uh, does that include sports like boxing and sailing competitions? And how, how far does Zen Sports go in relation to, you know, the, the, the marketplace of 
quote unquote sports, you know, competitions? Not yet. That is something that's coming in Q4 this year. So we will be adding several more sports and leagues and everything. Um, you know, we wanted to, when we initially launched this this year, we wanted to to get the real kind of main core ones in there that we knew that most people bet on. But we we absolutely plan on adding, um, uh, you know, boxing, MMA, UFC, um, you know, some other kind of other ancillary sports that, <clears throat> um, you know, auto racing, NASCAR, et cetera, you know, that people want to bet on. Um, but that, yeah, that's coming in Q4. Okay. Okay. So it, there, there's a lot of room for growth and there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, potential out there. Um, sure. So uh, in, in moving forward, uh, you know, other than, you know, what we've talked about, some of your forthcoming projects, what do you see as the end game for, for Zen Sports? What, what's, your, what's your final platform look like to you? Obviously, you're a, a guy with vision and, and ideas, you know, but what, mm -hmm. what do you see as the ultimate for Zen Sports? Um, so two things. One is on the tokenization side of things, what I a little bit hinted at earlier this year, or excuse me, earlier in the um, uh, conversation here is um, the notion of taking our – our sports utility token and expanding that beyond uh, the, the Zen Sports platform. So great. So everyone's using sports right now to bet on in their app, but we want to create an entire payment and currency ecosystem across all sports and entertainment um, that you can use sports outside of our app. So think, uh, think of the following situation. Um, you're set to go to an NFL game on Sunday, so you can use our sports token uh, to go on NFL.com and get a jersey of your favorite player. You can then use our sports token uh, to go on uh, Ticketmaster uh, to buy tickets to the game. Uh, you can then, when you get to the game, use our sports token to buy, um, you know, food and beverage. And then you can, of course, use our sport, sports token to bet on the game within our app while at the game. Um, so we, our goal is not just to be uh, a betting token on the on the on the token side, but to also create a full payment ecosystem that you can use that across multiple different platforms and products, um, but all within the same genre of sports and entertainment. And then the second thing is is specifically within our platform is decent is, is continued decentralization. So for example, right now the betting contracts within our app are not they're not smart contracts on the blockchain. Our token is, um, but the actual bet itself between the maker and taker is not. Uh, a smart contract on the blockchain. So our goal over time is to further decentralize um, and to get all of those kind of aspects of betting contracts um, and so on and so forth to be actually smart contracts on the blockchain, which completely, I mean, that nothing is, you know, sitting necessarily on our server. Uh, now that may take some time, um, but I think full decentralization from a technology perspective is, is definitely, you know, where we're headed. So is the sports token, is that available outside of Zen Sports anywhere yet? Uh, can they buy it elsewhere? Can they buy it out of, uh, off of Coinbase or, you know, other uh, exchanges? Not yet. Uh, we are exploring those options, uh, some of which are confidential and I can't talk about, but we are definitely, we, we want, uh, again, in the essence or the efforts of decentralization and us kind of removing ourselves from the equation. Um, you know, I could definitely envision a world where um, you, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily buy our token within our app from us. Um, instead, you're buying it from, again, peers, um, uh, you know, in the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, concept from others in the marketplace. Uh, and while we certainly don't want to become an exchange 
Um, you know, there's obviously many, many, many exchanges that are, are doing a great job of, of facilitating the transfer of tokens and coins. Um, you know, we definitely could see ourselves envisioning ourselves doing that so that uh, in the effort of full decentralization, we're removing ourselves from the equation uh, of doing that in the world. Okay. Okay. So yeah. uh, the, the ultimate end game is, is a currency. And do you see it just being limited within the realm of sports or do you see it as it could be used as a, a general currency, uh, you know, for a multitude of things beyond the, the, you know, the uh, sports involved aspects, you know? Yeah. I mean, so uh, again, a couple things here. So we've had people ask us, for example, with our, with our betting app, Hey, can I bet on politics? Can I bet on world events? Can I bet on, uh, you know, um, any kind of thing happening, right? Um, just a general prediction marketplace. And our answer to that is, is probably someday we will expand to those. I think it's important for us to be focused uh, and laser focused uh, on sports. Uh, in fact, that's oftentimes how startups end up failing is when they try to be everything to everybody instead of focusing on, on something. And especially because sports betting is such a huge market already. It's a $120 billion industry. Um, we don't need to expand to other areas to become a, a huge worldwide uh, product. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I could maybe say three years down the road or something like that. I could, I could see us expanding into other prediction markets beyond just sports. And then if that happens, then of course our token it would make sense for that to expand to other markets as well. I think for now, let's call for the next two, three years, I think the focus of sports, but also maybe entertainment, um, you know, because entertainment is pretty broad, right? Um, you know, I, I can envision, I can envision, for example, like restaurants or bars accepting the token, um, especially especially sports bars, right? So if you, if you want to be able to use our token to buy a beer or a hot dog at a sports bar while you're watching the game, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and so branding is important too. Um, if we kind of spread ourselves too thin, then what really is it? Um, so I think at least for the next two, three years, we want to really maintain laser focus, um, but still be with, within the sports entertainment industry. I think it's possible for us to go very deep within this vertical, um, as opposed to maybe going wide into other verticals that might make sense later on, but probably not right now. Okay. Okay. And so there, so there is a lot of room for potential. There is a lot of room for growth, and there is a lot of uh, uh, outliers that kind of lie outside of your core focus right now. That uh, you know that could be brought in if they're you know obviously you want everything to be profitable, and uh, you know doesn't have to be profitable immediately, but you do want to you know have growth and that sort of thing. Um, in in going to market to gain subscribers, uh, to gain more, you know, end users uh, to Zen Sports, how how are you going to go about that? I, I know a lot of early stage uh, companies, you know, listen to our thing, and I I think you uh, are well versed in the pitch and and what's required, and you know, having built successful companies previously, what's required to get out there and and get the end user and to get the the uh, subscribers. Yeah, um, within the gaming and betting space, um, I think there's kind of four or five key channels that we'll be focused on. Uh, affiliate marketing is very important uh, within the space, um, just because um, you know people that may like to bet on online casinos are also going to be attracted to sports betting and vice versa. Um, so affiliate marketing tends to be pretty um, pretty interesting. I think partnering with other uh, payment companies, for example, uh, we're in the process of, of discussing co-marketing with Paysafe, uh, which owns Skrill, which is the digital wallet we've integrated. Um, so um, that makes a ton of sense 
um, because they have the they have the they have the uh, wallet side of things, and we of course have the platform. Um, social influencer marketing really important, uh, especially for something like sports, um, where you know you look at former athletes and what are they doing? Um, uh, maybe even uh, professional poker players, um, and of course social. Um, you know, posting and sharing a bet that you won with your friends or sharing a bet that you've created out to Facebook or Twitter and having others accept them. Everything we're doing just lends itself really, really well to, uh, to, to social media. Um, and then just kind of, you know, word of mouth and, and just building a great brand and making it really, really attractive and easy for people to come in. I like to call that product marketing, where the product does a lot of the marketing for you, um, is of course always really important. And so that's why we've taken great pains to make our product really great. Um, delightful experience, super easy to download and sign up in like less than 30 seconds, deposit funds in a very short period of time. I mean, within less than five minutes, you can be signed up, money in, and bet created. Um, I just don't know any other platform you can get started and going that quickly. So all of those things combined, I think, are really important to build up a large, large customer base of, of avid, passionate uh, customers that love and, and want to promote the product. So during the commercial break, they can they can uh, download the app and get set up, and and when the game comes on after the commercial, be right in the middle of a bet and get get going. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Uh, a, a question in my mind: uh, When a maker makes a bet, can there be multiple takers of that bet, or is it strictly just a one to one uh, uh, thing? No, it's one to many. So you absolutely can have multiple takers and, and many bets. We do have multiple takers. Um, so if you create a bet as a maker for a hundred dollars, um, the minimum bet in our system is $1. So you could have one person take it for a hundred. You could have two people take it for 50. You could have 10 people take it for 10, or you could have a hundred people take it for a uh, dollar. Uh, and anything that's not filled, of course, gets refunded back to you as the maker uh, with all corresponding fees. So if only, 75 to $100 gets filled, the other $25 gets refunded back to you um, as the maker. So it can be partially filled, partially unfilled, uh, and as many takers as possible um, with a minimum dollar, with a minimum $1 uh, in equivalent uh, currency bet. So, so it's a, a crowdfunding kind of a, a take sort of in, in, in a way. Yeah, or, or again, just kind of like the exchange analogy, right? If you're if you set a, if you set a limit order to sell 100 shares of Facebook stock, um, you know that order sits out there until it's filled by as many takers as as will, uh, or until you take it down. Uh, in our case, we will automatically take the bet down for you um, based on when you actually ask for it to expire. Most most people ask for it to expire at the start time of the game. Because of course, I want other people to accept it after that. That's the default, by the way. But some people will, uh, for, especially for seasons or future bets, let it sit out there for a while. So it's either when it expires and is off the market because of that, or when it's completely filled by as many takers that want to take it. That's great. That's great. You, you, it sounds like you've looked at every aspect of it that I could possibly think of, and I'm sure many more that you know don't come to mind today uh, as you've been building this. Um, what kind of feedback are you getting from the users? What uh, what are they saying? Uh, what are they telling you uh, through the app usage and that sort of thing? Uh, they love it. Uh, so I mean, I think I think we've really hit on a pain point here <clears throat> of uh, the trust issue that people have with traditional bookmakers and just all the kind of I hate to bash them a lot, but you know they're they are a middleman that really doesn't provide a lot of value. Um, the tech that they normally provide is very clunky. It looks like something built in 1998. 
Um, it isn't very user-friendly. It's almost never mobile. Um, and so the fact that we built a really delightful product, I think that's one of the first things that people notice about us uh, and that they love. And then that, of course, keeps them coming back, right? Because if it's easy to use and simple to use and I can open it up and tap a button and, and I'm in a bed, you're much more likely to do it than if I have to log into a website and I have to try and, like, you zoom in and zoom out because it, it's not mobile friendly and um, and then the funding takes, you know, two days for me to get my money uh, and also the kind of nonsense. It's just the entire experience um, with traditional online bookmakers is just not pleasant. And I think that's really the biggest thing that we've nailed. Um, and then, of course, the tokenization, which is newer, but 100% of bets now in our app are using our sports token. I mean, we've hit on, on a real world use case here for cryptocurrencies. You know, a lot of other cryptocurrency usage is still kind of relegated to trading uh, and speculating, whereas yep. this is actually something being used daily by people um, because there's real value in it. So I think that's, for me, that's, I think, one of the most exciting parts because that gives us a chance to really break through and to, to displace the incumbents that have kind of been around for a long time. Yeah, the, there's a famous quote from uh, Warren Buffett about, you know, Bitcoin doesn't produce anything, right? It, it doesn't produce a product. It doesn't, you know, this and that. Whereas your sports token actually does produce. <laughs> uh, you right. know, it, it does make, so to speak. And, and there is a result from it uh, being used. And it is being, it is actually working as a currency rather than just a, uh, like a stock, like a trading device. Right. Uh, exactly. It, 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 it has additional value beyond just the coin itself and the speculation of somebody's going to buy it for more than I bought it for. So then I right. can sell, you know. Um, well, and that's why we were able to get a legal opinion um, uh, from a you know really top law firm here in the U.S. that our token is truly a utility token and not a token dressed up as a security token that's trying to be used as utility. It's actually a real utility token because it has real utility value to real customers, uh, you know, using it on a daily basis. So exactly as you said, there's a lot of projects and a lot of coins and crypto that try to say they're utility, but they're really not. They're security because they're only being used for speculative purposes, whereas this is the opposite of that. And it's not, it's not, even, it's not even being traded uh, right now. It's just, a, it's just a currency that people use because there's value in the ecosystem built around it and in the network built around it. I, I see a lot of promise in... Uh you know, cryptocurrency and, and blockchain uh, connecting uh, what were previously disconnected systems. I see a lot of that in the marketplace uh, in the run up to the, you know, the recent event in Las Vegas. I saw a lot of companies, you know, using that technology to connect what was previously disconnected. Abra's doing a lot in that space, even uh, Blockchain Philanthropy Foundation, you know, connecting donors with, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, needy organizations that, you know, are providing relief or, you know, uh, humanitarian aid or that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. That has use, you know, uh, the idea of just, you know, making a coin to put on a marketplace to trade uh, really doesn't make that much sense to me. But uh, right. in, in having a value in that coin, that that's, you know, that and having that coin actually have function uh, it is the the necessary part that a lot of coin creators or token creators are uh, are finding they're not finding a ecosystem they're not building a community they're not uh, trying to 
have it utilized as a currency. They're just simply offering that as a, a trading device. Exactly. 100% agree with that assessment. Okay. So, um, so how uh, a quick commercial for Zen Sports here, Mark? How can people reach you, and how can they uh, participate? And uh, tell us, tell us how they can find you. Sure. Uh, so, first things first, um, they can uh, go to our website and just find out more about us uh, at zensports.com, uh, or they could go to zensports.co. Um, either one, uh, and then. The links to the Play Store and App Store are on our website, but of course they can just go directly into the Play Store or App Store, search for Zen Sports, all one word. Uh, we are the uh, blue logo with the trophy um, that they can then download our app uh, from the app and Play Store. And then um, if they have any questions, um, they can either reach out to me and my email's mark, M-A-R-K, at zensports.com. Or uh, they can uh, chat with us on our website, or they can chat with us in our app, or they can shoot an email over to support at zensports.com. So lots of ways to get a hold of, lots of ways to get a hold of us, uh, lots of easy ways to uh, to download our app. Great, great. And for those who don't know, uh, Mark was in our uh, startup uh, showcase at the uh, recent Pay Symposium in Las Vegas. Uh, that was August 20 and 21st. Uh, we announced at that show. Uh, that we're taking the pay brand on a world tour. Uh, we've decided uh, on the uh, to focus on the top 10 fintech hubs worldwide and uh, take the show on the road, uh, visit all these top 10 fintech hubs. Uh, but before we do, our next one is going to be in Dubai in uh, 2020 at the new Caesars Blue Waters uh, uh, resort there. Beautiful place, fantastic little island right off the left of uh, Palm Island there in Dubai. Uh, we'll have a lot more information forthcoming, uh, and I'm sure Mark will be, uh, you know, part of the group and, and be involved uh, as as uh, as we head into that. Uh, we're also going to be, uh, you know, taking pay to you know uh, uh, London, to uh, Singapore, to uh, Switzerland, to you know all over the world, all the fintech hubs. And also focusing on areas like Latin America, Africa, where there's so much going on. Uh, so, uh, Mark, we appreciate your participation in our inaugural event. Uh, it was great learning more about Zen Sports. I think you're on to something here. I, I really think that you've got a, a great product. Uh, guys, uh, you know, guys and girls, uh, reach out if, if you're a, a sports fanatic and, and you like uh, – you know, uh, betting, you could even bet with the guy on the next bar stool over and you don't have to worry about, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, facilitating any transfer. You can do it independently, right? right? It, it, it's like the Uber of, of sports betting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. With, with us, you don't have to worry that he's going to pay you. You're going to get paid because we make sure that ha that happens. So there you go, folks. You, uh, you know, uh, don't, don't worry about those bar bets. Download Zen Sports and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, work away at it. Uh, but, uh, I, I look forward to, you know, uh, helping you, uh, further promote Zen sports, Mark. I know we're producing a lot of the footage and, and, uh, you know, materials that we, uh, you know, the content that we created at the pace symposium. Uh, I don't know what all, I haven't seen any of the footage yet, but I know we recorded every square inch of everything. So I'm looking forward. I think you did an interview with Ted Huff. Uh, did you not? Yeah, definitely. That was uh, that was fun. 
Okay. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to be putting up all kinds of materials leading up to the next event. Uh, we'll make sure to include your stuff in there. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I think you're on to something. Uh, so reach out at zensports.com or zensports.co, either one. Uh, and look for Mark. Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Really great ideas, really great uh, uh, concept, and I wish you all the best in the world. Thanks so much, Bruce. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All the best.